What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Blue River Bow Hunting Podcast. Uh, I'm Brett Morris, your host. Uh, it's been a few uh, few weeks since I've been behind the mic. Been busy. Uh, went down to Kentucky with some guys for the opener in Kentucky. Had a lot of fun down there. But it's time to get back behind the mic, talk some whitetails. And uh, this week's even better because I get to talk Indiana whitetails uh, with Jay Collette from Blue Collar Whitetails. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm, yeah, no uh, problem, man. I'm pretty jacked to be here. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know how it, it's, it's getting to be that feeling in the air out there, you know? Oh, especially the last couple of days. It's been in the, you know, the 50s in the morning. Hell, it's only been the high of like 60-something the last couple of days. It's had me jacked. I, I was at the uh, flag football practice earlier and, man, just had that chill in the air. I was ready to oh, go man. get in the tree stand tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my buddies, we always text back. We're like, damn, it'd be nice to be in a tree right now. Uh, it was nice to get back in the stand in Kentucky. It was hot. Uh, it rained on us quite a bit. Uh, we didn't get as much done as we wanted to in the in the stand. Uh, we had one doe down and oh, another yeah. another doe got missed. Uh, it was our first time saddle saddle hunting and uh, right. like the worst possible location for this doe to come in came in from that location from that from that angle uh, and he shot and he, I'm gonna put a video out here this week. But when he when he missed the doe the the broadhead hit a rock and you should see it oh, man it no. looks like a bottle rocket went off. <laughs> it's, it's pretty exploding. cool. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, but for somebody that doesn't uh, know you or Blue Collar Whitetails, introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, my name is Jake Colette. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, I'm a I'm a husband, a father, two boys. Um, they're ate up with the hunting activities so far, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a truck driver for a living. Uh, yeah, just nonstop. All I think about is whitetail um you know you always you always hear about those guys who are like, oh yeah i mentioned to get out there and there's all this stuff and uh then the same people ain't picking up their bows till like five days before season <laughs> and, and i'm over here like you know how can we improve our setups and all this stuff so i just live breathe sleep whitetail um it's kind of a little bit you know again you hear people that are like you know we need the meat uh, but then they don't really need it. Uh, my family, we 100% need the meat just due to financial situations. Um, so like I have kind of a rule for myself. I kind of hold out for something decent, but you know, as well as I do in Indiana, once that second week of gun comes in, it gets pretty difficult on uh, what's left or, and, uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I have to do to feed the family. So absolutely man i i can second that for sure uh you know i like to get I'm, I'm the type of guy and i've said it on here a million times i'm the type of guy i like to get my does uh yes. out of the way early i like to shoot does the first couple of weeks of bow season <laughs> and then i get to i would say you know hone in i wouldn't say relax because chasing some big whitetails can be kind of stressful sometimes uh, oh, yes. uh, if you're chasing the right ones but i like to get the does out of the way early that way you know, I got the I got the meat out of the way because I usually like to buy uh, the bundle package here in Indiana where I get yes. two does and then the buck or whatever. Yes, sir. Me too. Get them. And did you see that it, it hiked the price hiked on that? Oh, dude, I got I got <laughs> some controversial thoughts on that. Let's hear it. Let's hear. It. Let's uh, talk about it. So here we go. <laughs> Bring uh, it on, man. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I know the world is today. Everything's increasing. 
uh, I understand that. But when you raise the prices and then you say that they're raising due to habitat enhancement, um, I have not seen one person out here with a chainsaw or uh, some mineral. <laughs> so I'm kind of kind of wondering where that is. Uh, you know, I and like I said, not to not to be hard on the people that don't have the luxury of private land. Like I'm very blessed with my family to be able to hunt urban in uh, my house. Like I can walk out my door and within 200 yards, I'm at my stand. Um, that's my main property. So I'm very blessed to have that. And I, I get some people don't. Um, but you know, would it, would it have helped out if there was like a $5 parking fee for like the weekend? You know, you multiply that by all the hunters that come in, that could help the habitat over there because nobody's coming over here. I have to make my land better, right. if that makes sense. I'm not trying to be, you know, a d bag. No, I hear you. I hear you. That that was kind of like, you know, me and my buddies were talking. We're like, man, I don't see no one out here hinge cutting. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, so. I'm thinking I'm in the same boat as you. I think there's other ways. Maybe if they're trying to get uh, more money for the DNR or for certain properties uh, and stuff like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I may have a controversial take on this as well. I think that price hike on this stuff has went up for one reason. I think that's the Dustin Huff buck. You know, uh, if you yes. try non-resident, uh, we have that event coming up in uh, mid-October uh, down south. Uh, I feel for some of these guys that are coming in. Uh, they're gonna, most of them are gonna buy the two hundred fifty dollar, uh, basically chasing a buck only here in Indiana. But if they were to go to buy that same bundle non-resident, it's like five hundred and sixty dollars or something like that. Personally, I think that's kind of outrageous. Um, that's just yeah. my opinion. You know, I know yeah. Illinois is kind of high. There's a couple other states. Kentucky's three seventy five or whatever it is, but uh, five hundred and sixty dollars to come shoot uh, a few deer out of state. Ugh, I think that's pretty rough. Yeah, I, and uh, I think too. For for another point on that is our state gets overlooked a lot. Um, you know, the I've had buddies that have killed some absolute hammers and. You know, everybody always talks about Iowa, Illinois, and then they jump right over us, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, whatever. Um, So I think we're kind of that shadow state. But, uh, you know, like you said, like when I I go up to Michigan and hunt my buddies, you know, it's like, what, 191? And you get a buck and a doe. That seems okay, you know, like Mm -hmm. reasonable to me. And then plus you got to think of like, they're coming here. They're going to spend money at the hotel. They're going to spend money at the gas stations, uh, food, all this stuff. Uh, Five, 500, man, that's, and especially like when I go up to hunt Michigan, I'll, I'll hunt opening, uh, weekend or right or weekend or rifle here. And then I'll take that next Friday off work because I think there's opens on a Monday. Yeah. And so I'll go up there and I'll just hunt Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm done. I like, so, you know, it's, it's search and destroy when we go up there. All <laughs> right. <laughs> you know That's I mean? kind of how it is when we went to Kentucky this past, or yeah, two weekends ago or whatever it was, Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, it's the same type of thing. They spent $375 or whatever it is to go down there to shoot something. Uh, by God, they're going to shoot something. And uh, the one doe that was killed was a decent doe. Uh, you know, we got the back straps in the crock pot for dinner one night and that was good. Um, but if you think about it, it takes people five years to draw for Iowa and it's $650. Jeez. 
is is Indiana comparable to Iowa? I don't know that. You can't make that comparison. That's hard. We're both Midwest states. We're both Corn Belt sort of a situation. Uh, we have big deer here, but I don't know if it's worth $560. Uh, you know, I've been buying my preference points for Iowa. I am ready for that in 2028. That's oh, yeah. crazy. That's that far away from hunting there. But uh, I, I think I like being the shadow state. I think yeah. I like uh, – people and and of course the dnr is not going to say that they want people to spend the money they want people to come in and uh put money towards the economy hotels restaurants just like you said which i get that too but uh i think if you really want people to come in from out of state to hunt your 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 land i think you need to uh, decrease that quite a bit yeah or do like you know how there's no special antler list anymore uh you know be like all right 80 bucks you can go out there and kill one with a rifle you got one week I mean, right. I'd take that. I'd take that opportunity, but that's just <laughs> right. if I had it, I'd do it. But because uh, we need it, so I, yeah, I that it. that's just a short sum of me and 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 my thoughts on the whole uh, increase on tags there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it, man. It's it's and it seems like I mean, I I, I jumped around the last couple of years hunting some different states, uh, Missouri, Iowa, or not Iowa, Ohio. Michigan, some other states like that. And it's hard to kind of keep up with all the different states, but it's even harder when your own state kind of throw curves ball at you. Like mm. you used to be able to use a crossbow during uh, archery with just an archery tag. Now you have to have an actual crossbow uh, license. So if anybody's coming in to use crossbows, that's something that you need to pay attention to. Like it's just, I don't know. They came, seem to be switching a lot of stuff up, which hopefully uh, pays off. I, I would like for Indiana to be a big bow hunting state. I, I understand people like the traditions and the fun of gun season. Uh, but I would, I would like to be like in Illinois and just have a couple days here and there, or maybe like in Ohio where it kicks off on a Monday. Like you said, Michigan kicks off yep. on a Monday. I think that would be cool. It would probably screw a lot of people that can maybe just hunt weekends. Uh, but I think it would help our deer harv our, our deer numbers come up a little bit. I don't know how, how it is up there uh, in, in uh, Fort Wayne where you're at, but from here uh, where I'm at, our, our population's been hurting a little bit. Yeah, the Orange Army. Yeah, they, <laughs> the Orange they get Army. it done, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and like you said, you know, it probably give that buck another another year to grow and possibly make some uh, young kid happy out there in youth or, you know, maybe some old-timer. It's his last season and able to drop the buck of a lifetime, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's one way to look at it. Definitely. So you and your buddies start up blue collar whitetails. Tell us how uh, all that came to came to be and uh, how you came up with the name and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Uh, was that because we're just at a year doing it now. Mm -hmm. uh, so the season prior, we were kind of, you know, making, making some funny jokes about some certain people just like, what you see on TV, right. uh, you know, like the high fence and, and whatever, you know, you only get 30 minute clips of a, a seven day hunt and everybody's like, Oh, it's that easy. You know, all this stuff. And, <laughs> right. uh, so we just, we always make fun of that. And, uh, you know, we wanted to shine light on the everyday blue collar guy that, you know, only has a couple hours of hunt after work, or maybe he's only got a week to get it done, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just, just all the buddies I look at that hunt and consistently kill decent deer. And, you know, 
some of them ain't even out there in camo. They're wearing Carhartts getting it done. Uh, one year I was out there in some Jordans that I forgot my <laughs> boots and I shot one and it started snowing. And, uh, you know, just like some crazy off the wall stuff that happens. That's usually when I kill, when I forget something. But, uh, right. but no, we, so, you know, those funny conversations just started to started clicking in my head. Like at the end of hunts, we would spend like an hour or two at our tailgate and just talk about the past hunt. Um, you know, what we think maybe we could have done better or how we thought the deer were moving in and maybe how we'll set up tomorrow morning. Uh, based off of what we saw and, you know, go back and forth about, well, you think that rut's hitting or you know, pre-rut activity, whatever. So just, I was like, man, if we could record these thoughts and it, like our tailgate talk and uh, put it into like a platform, maybe people would want to listen to it. And so, yeah, we, we started that out uh, a year ago and then uh, got a hold of a buddy that was connected through Bucks of Indiana and Rackaholic, which is their scent line. And mm-hmm. uh, we partnered up with them. They're like, you guys want to try this this year? And I'm like, yeah, every year, you know, you're going to buy that certain cover scent or that, that dripper or whatever. Right. Um, but it really opened my eyes to, you know, one, it's a, it's a local, like, it comes from an Indiana deer farm. Like five counties, or not five counties, but like, you know, a couple counties away from me. Uh where they actually take i'm not going to get into too crazy of details but like they use the deer scents and then they put them in a bottle and you got fresh deer urine or a, a cover scent and uh just I, and i was like i'm gonna tell you guys it is trash like right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be light about it because that i like to be transparent i've told people about my misses and and how i've killed them luckily killed them so I was like, I'm going to tell you guys. So tried the stuff out, sat intentionally wrong winds with the Rackaholic Whitetail Bedding Scent. Uh, just absolutely loved the stuff. And, you know, having those guys backing uh, helped both of us out. So just to, you know, like boost each other. Because they're local and they're trying to grow. I'm local. I'm trying to grow. Right. So it was just kind of cool to have people from the same general to get some, I don't know, some word out that these guys from indiana are doing something yeah absolutely that's cool that you got to kind of partner it up with with them uh, i know that that bucks of indiana can be a, a big thing i i've seen it on um i don't personally have a facebook page but uh, blue river bow hunting has a facebook page but back when i had facebook uh that was the thing you know cruise it cruise through uh, bucks of indiana after a good weekend you, you know you've seen some bucks cruising or something so you go on there and look and you know oh, yeah. you've seen four or five guys on there strike it big one weekend yeah. or, or whatever and it's always something to look at too <laughs> yeah kyle miller he's a he's a good buddy of mine now and he he runs that page and uh he's like this is the worst job ever because i have to post this like everybody's killing and i'm out here and i ain't got nothing you know so every day he's he's dropping like five to ten pictures of just people smoking giants and he's like it's it's awful but he loves it that's why he still does it and uh you know same thing with him you know you're gonna buy that walmart scent that's synthetic that's been sitting on the shelf for however many years and they just keep rotating it or you can buy this bottle and it's going to last you a season depending on how you use it. I'm a little more liberal with my cover scent, but you know, so it's just something he wanted to try something different and it it worked out and 
I'm really trying to get people to try because it changes the way you hunt, you know, smelling like a deer yeah. when you're walking in the woods, like dude, it, it, the dumbest stuff I was watching happen last season. And yeah, it took me till gun season to, to shoot one I wanted. Um, I was being picky. Like I said, it was opening day, but, uh, yeah, love those guys. And, uh, they've helped us out a lot. It's kind of cool how you can run into uh, a product like that and, and fall in love with it. Um, I worked with a guy. I still work with him on and off, but this guy is a huge deer nut. Like he, he was the guy that I went to for information back prior to me knowing some of this stuff now. But uh, he kept telling me about this scent company called James Valley Scent. Uh, they're from, I believe they're from North Dakota or South Dakota, one of the Dakotas. And he keeps telling me about all the scents they got and all kinds of different stuff. So one year I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to mess with this one time. You know, I'm going to order some stuff, check it out. And they have, uh, either a, a spray or you can get it in a gel. And I bought this stuff called uh, a wall hanger and I got it in the gel and I went out, I had a community scrape uh 60 yards from my stand it's usually it's there every year i know it's going to be there yep. i don't like to sit on top of it i like to sit off of it yeah, uh, and i just went up there and i just dipped the licking branch in in that little gel took a stick kind of dipped it a little bit goes a long way with this stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i got the rubber gloves on and everything dipped it in a little bit it kind of rubbed it down in the scrape tossed the stick in the woods went and got my stand <sighs> 45 minutes later, I got a basket rack in there trying to destroy this tree. And yes, I'm like, sir. look at this, man. This shit's actually working. You know, he walks off, does the thing. Three more bucks hit it before I get out of the stand. I'm like, holy shit, this stuff works, man. Like, I, I really like what, but it's, it's it, 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 with not necessarily with cover sense, uh, but with some of that estrus stuff and all buck lure and all that kind of stuff. I think there's a, a window on some of that stuff. You don't want to use it in certain time periods, uh, but I was just kind of testing the waters. It was oh. like a, a pre-rut action late October, and boy, they loved it. But it's just kind of cool how you can fall into something like that. And then, like you said, you, you're going to be using it now. You like it. You've seen what it can do. And, and that's just cool stories to run into products like that i think yeah uh we me and my buddy colton bomb c train uh we you know we always look at the weather app you know the night before and i like to watch the pressures like everybody and i like to see the wind Absolutely. direction and how it's going to change or whatever and you know we it got to a point last year where well you know it's an east wind and then you know colton be like yeah, we got that rackaholic though. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude, we we were aggressive as hell, and it, it paid off for us both. So that's awesome. I, I heard a lot of I, I've heard a lot of talk the uh, the last uh, I don't know year on a lot of I've heard a lot of stories on East Wind. I never really paid attention to it. I hardly ever get a east wind here. Really? Uh, but just so happened uh, last year when I killed, I killed on an east wind, and my my scent was blowing down into the bottom of this thicket, and I thought, man, I ain't gonna see shit tonight. You know, my shit, my wind's blowing right down into where I don't want it to blow. Uh, and next thing I know, I had I saw probably six or seven deer that night. But that's when I shot I shot my buck. It was uh, October twenty seventh, uh, and. I just got lucky. I don't know what what the story is on East Wind. I know I heard – I can't remember what show I was listening to. An old man said if he ever has an East Wind, uh, he'll take the day off work and go hit it. And he's just been lucky enough to kill that many times on an East Wind. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny you mention that. Um, you know, when, when I first started hunting, 
Uh, it like at first kind of made me mad, but towards the end, like I'm glad I kind of got this. Uh, my dad was like, "You're just gonna have to figure it out on your own," and he always goes back to the same old story. He's like, "Oh, I climbed up in the stand, 15 minutes, shot this buck, came by, and he hunted <laughs> the same woods that I hunt now." But he doesn't deer hunt anymore. He just can't. So, um, so I I really had to take three years to figure out this main property that we're on, and I I don't have it like figured figured out because it's always changing but like i have a general idea and that's when i started killing deer well my uncle which is actually my my aunt's fiance i guess you say but i always call my uncle uh he's he's taught me everything i know uh killing deer wise and he's always big on like the winds you know he's like well it's west wind we got to sit up close to the highway you know so nothing comes behind us or it's east wind we got to sit out by these fields let it blow out in the field and yeah, I get that, and 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 I love them to death. I love them to death. Uh, but you know how you pick up things from certain people, and then you you twist it, and make it your own, right? Right. And I forget where I heard it a long time ago, but they're like, you know, sometimes you got to hunt the wind that's right for him. And you know, to this day, my uncle's like, I don't know how you keep killing them out of that same tree up there <laughs> in the urban. And I'm like, dude, it's. You know, I'm giving them just in, like I'm playing that east wind, like you were saying. It's it's different, and and you know I'm sitting right in between where pines go to hardwoods, and it's like a little pinch point. We call it the pinch tree, and there's a four wheeler path. They got to walk in between from the pines to the hardwoods, and it the stand's only like maybe ten feet off the ground. We got a <laughs> double set in there, so your head's got to be on a swivel. But you know that east wind, I. I'm not really scared of it. Uh, I, I kind of went, I just, I'm going more aggressive on that. And you're, you're giving him the favor because he, he likes that off. Oh, he's got to adjust that off wind. You know, he's so used to West, 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 West. Well, now it's East. I got to move. Well, you might want to sit that spot because you might get an opportunity. Uh, that's just one way I, I look at it. So whether that's wrong or indifferent, I don't know. I've hey, that's, that's that. your way of doing it, and it looks like it's paying off for you. So, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got yeah. their own way. Sometimes, to, uh, <laughs> right? Everybody's got their way of doing things, especially when it's uh, a property that you've hunted for for a while or continually to hunt. You know, you've always got your own spin. Crazy thing is with stuff like that. You know, I've hunted this one place like. 17 or 18 years now i can't even remember how long back when i was 14 is when i started hunting okay and uh the, the guy that i'm hunting with a lot now um he's only been in there a few times now but it's like hey man why aren't you hunting here or why aren't you hunting here or why aren't you yep. hunting here and, you know he, he's got a different view of of things and it's like you know, I try to explain it. Well, I don't hunt here because I don't want to push them out. I don't want to hunt them here because I'm going to push them out. I can't hunt here unless I have a certain win or it's a, it's not even worth going in there type of situation. Uh, but other seeing taking somebody into a property that they've never hunted before and hearing what they would do on things is pretty cool because I may take some of that into consideration this year. Like, man, I don't know. Maybe I, he said I should hunt over here. I've never hunted over here. Let's try it one evening. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? It ain't going to hurt nothing. You know what I mean? Dude, your, your entire like story right there just remind me of uh, Colton, my buddy. Uh, he's only been hunting four years. Uh, when I when I shot my biggest one, he's like, you think I can go out there and shoot one? And I'm like, go for it. So we got them all dialed in, ready to go. And 
like you were saying, you know, you, you're looking at these properties and you're like, well, I've never had good luck back there. seems like I always got blown out or I'd never seen deer. And the only reason why I killed my buck last year is because I listened to him. And like I said, he's still fresh, you know, mm-hmm. but he's like, Jake, what, what you got to lose? He's like, said, stand back up in there in the swamp. And when it's right, just go. So went back there a couple times and I've seen what's going on. Well, we can get into that story later. Yeah. But, I got that lined up here in a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, just getting a fresh set of eyes on things and just being okay with saying, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. Cause yeah. end of the day, it's just a deer and like, like we just hung a new set this year that I'm going off of Intel off of Turkey season, which might be premature, but like I know earlier last year, we had the biggest six pointer I ever seen in my life and we couldn't do nothing about it. And he was just back there eating acorns. And I'm like, man, we got to set up something back there. And he finally was like, let's go do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm listening again. Here we go. So, <laughs> so, uh, hunting Indiana, you know, I, I've talked on here a couple of times with some Indiana folk, uh, not too many times, but talk about what hunting Indiana means to you and the train because I know it could be different from where I'm at, you know, two and a half, three hours south of you, the terrain. But talk about what it means to you and the type of terrain that you're hunting. Uh, well, when when I started the journey, like I said, I'm still I'm still somewhat fresh. I I didn't start hunting until about 2012, 2013. Uh, like I said, fresh out of high school, and you know, had to learn my way. And, and, you know, your your goal then was different than it is now where, you know, I use it as a tool to provide for my family during the year. So uh, when I'm out when I'm out there in the woods now, uh, to me, it means a lot more because I'm I'm supporting three more miles to feed. Um, I, it just I don't I don't really know how else to explain that feeling. I'm sure you know what that's like. Yeah, uh, for sure it kind of hits deeper and then you know you get other people in your family and friends that don't see that side of it and uh you know like she's mentioned before you know every time they go to a family get together or something and i'm not there because i'm in the tree they're like oh jake's taking that too serious or you know why ain't he here and all this stuff and it's like well one she understands it's a passion and two uh like she's a unicorn uh <laughs> she, she understands the the meat value of it and she understands that it doesn't happen every time you go out whereas like someone else you know they're like oh you you can skip you know when i'm out there and i you know colton and i we always talking back and forth it's a numbers game and uh which you know you hear some people about uh well you're gonna burn out a spot you know if you hunt too hard and with how the main property sets up here we have we call it the main stand and uh it's set up so perfect that i mean you could really hunt that thing any wind and you're you're just in a great spot to at least see something or maybe get with gun season you're definitely you're in the chips but like with a bow (laughs) obviously it's a little bit harder but you know i can't tell you how many times you know my i can look back at my grandpa's house and i can see him out there grilling or he'll be out there mowing the lawn and then, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes later, he comes a deer. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It sits off an inside L. Uh, we're about 80 yards off the field edge. 
And which is kind of nice about my grandpa's house is we skirt his house to get to the main stand. So it's like, you're not, they're used to all that scent right there. They walk in his backyard sometimes. Uh, so we have a, I guess, which is different than some people might not have this, but like we have a stand that like we could hunt every weekend, no matter what. Right. But like, if we want to be aggressive, then we start looking at, you know, is it really the right move? So definitely. Um, Talk about some, uh, maybe some of the traditions uh, you and your buddies got or, uh, you know, maybe oh, yeah. you and your family got. You know, it's oh, kind of yeah. cool to hear all the different traditions that people do uh, during deer season. What do you guys got lined up? Uh, so, like I said, uh, the family, the on our side of the family that hunts now is my one uncle I talked about prior. But my uncle that literally lives across the gravel driveway from me, there's three houses out here on the property. Um, he used to hunt out here a long time ago, you know, like when it was just basket racks and like nothing <laughs> right. crazy. Uh, but every opening day, he has some, he has a big bachelor party out here <laughs> of, uh, well, opening day rifle that's called the Deer Widows Party. And we, so yeah, last year, well, what, I'm not going to talk about it, but. Uh, no, we hunt that morning and then, you know, everybody's smoking meats and stuff out there and there's a keg and all this stuff and we shoot, (laughs) shoot guns, you know, around lunchtime. And so in the evening, I don't hunt out here because it's a hundred off, you know, uh, so we'll go up North to my father-in-law's, but, uh, that's kind of a fun tradition. Everybody. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I don't know how much hunting I would get done though with all that going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the hard part because you can smell the smoker and all that stuff drift through the woods sometimes. But, uh, (laughs) but anyway, so no, we'll come back from that property up North and, uh, you know, he's always like, make sure you come back after the hunt. We want to hear about it. And I'll come back there and they got a whole box of cigars and they got, you know, the keg out there and, uh, like I said, I killed last year that day. So it was just, it was like that. What's that project X movie? Like it was just, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, that may be one of the best answers. I think I've heard on asking people's traditions. Like everybody's obviously got, uh, their own spin on everything. That may be the best answer I've had yet. It sounds like Dang. a hell of a party. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you want to come up here, the, the beer's flowing. I'm telling oh. you, it's, it's a great time. Oh, uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, we and usually on that evening hunt, I'm able to get my wife out. So we'll uh, take her up there and she spectates. Um, and then, like I said, last year was my first year hunting Michigan. There's just a little cabin in the woods. It's like 80 acres, uh, just thicker and thick. And that was the hardest I ever hunted. But, you know, like, so we'd, we'd hunt, come in for lunch real quick, go back out. Then we'd come back in and – uh once we'd come back in, we'd just start drinking, playing music. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a good time. I, I get on the six string when I start getting a little loose. So oh, that's, man. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> we need to get you down there for uh, for that public land hunt down there down south and get the get the beers flowing and the guitars out, man. Dude, I, I just listened to that podcast today. Uh, I was going through your guys' stuff, and I was listening to that one. And, man, that sounds like a ball. Like, I want to go so bad. If I, if I didn't use my 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 rutcation uh (laughs) i could i could definitely do that friday but yeah it'd be one of those deals where i have to come down like friday night and then my climbers destroyed i accidentally left it in the woods like two years ago Mm -hmm. over the season and uh (laughs) and and at the time i was working the state highway i plowing snow so i had no time to get it 
and uh, it just got destroyed. But yeah, I, I'm I'm debating doing some ground and pound with the bow. I, I don't know. It, it sounds you know, like a fun time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people kind of go into the ground and pound thing. You know, it's never been my style. Uh, but when I went to Ohio uh, last year, uh, I had to make it my style. I broke my, my I broke my climber, uh, and I'm not going back ever to a climber again after I had that happen to me. Um, but, but I killed a buck in Ohio last year from the ground at 40 yards uh, through some thick stuff, uh, and it was fun. It was fun to kind of do that and be, uh, you know, kind of have them in your face type of thing. You know, you oh, really yeah. got to watch your movement and stuff and. Uh, it was kind of cool, but I've heard a lot of people uh, kind of going to the ground and pound. You see the, the, the hunting public guys as popular as they are. Uh, they, you know, saddle hunt was the big thing there uh, with them for a while. And it seems like anymore they just hunt mostly from the ground, and it, you see what they can do. I tell you what, there's, there's, I think there's definitely a time and place for it. Uh, I don't know if I'd be as proficient as those guys on the hunting public, but, uh, man, there's a, there's a lot of times during the season – uh, I'll get this hunch, whether I'm hunting by myself or with him, and I'm like, dude, we need to go check back there. I just got a feeling, especially during, like, gun season where you actually got, like, a real chance. <laughs> I can't tell you how many deer, you know, if we, if we were just set up back a little bit deeper. Um, we almost killed one the one time. My buddy was trying to brace a, a 308 on a sapling to take a shot, and he couldn't he couldn't brace <laughs> it, so <laughs> didn't take the shot. But seen a lot of stuff moving that, you know, moving at 10 o'clock and go sit in another stand just for a little bit. And here comes more deer. It just, I don't know. Every time I get a hunch now, I, I'm listening to it. Yeah, That's I, how I killed my one deer on the ground. It was like a spot and stalk, but I had a rifle. Uh, like you said, east wind, bad times, but went on a hunch. So, yeah. Um, I heard you mention it a minute ago when you were talking, but, uh, not something that I get to do. Uh, I don't really have any place to do it, but uh, talk about Urban Zone. I know oh, that's yeah. coming up for Indiana. Um, kind of explain what Urban Zone is and uh, how you approach it. Okay, yeah. So for everybody that doesn't know, Indiana, they run a, uh, they call it a deer reduction zone. Back in the day, it was called Urban. Uh, basically, some of these spots here in Indiana run along major highways and they're trying to cut down on uh, deer car collisions or they're trying to thin out a herd somewhere in the area. Like sometimes on golf courses, you can get permission. Uh, back in the day, my uncle that I hunt with now, he, uh, he's he got to hunt some pretty stellar spots. Can't do it now. But, um, yeah, basically, without uh, getting into too much detail, well, it doesn't really uh, – Right along Highway 69, going north, clear up to Michigan, you can basically hunt either side of the road from the highway to the next county line ride, road over. I hunt up in DeKalb County. Uh, it, it is different. What's nice about it is the season starts on September 15th. Um, there is some downsides to it. You know, they call it a deer reduction zone. They're trying to get rid of these deer, but you have to – now pay well the tag went up to like 40 bucks so you have to pay 40 dollars per deer you can take up 10 deer so that's 400 bucks but what's right. cool about the program is you have to shoot a doe first once you shoot that doe harvest it tag it in all this stuff it unlocks a buck tag so now you have the potential in indiana to take two two bucks so that's that's cool uh, absolutely so that's you know when I first got into it, I was like, oh, yeah, now we can get after two bucks. This will be great. <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, last year I, I swung and missed on one, which was great. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool season. You know, you get in there September fifteenth. They're kind of still on their summer patterns. I feel like no, at absolutely. least what I've witnessed. Uh, I'm still waiting to one of these times. Maybe someone didn't shed velvet. That'd be really cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I doubt it. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty neat program. Get out there before everyone else, and then what's cool is once rifle season comes in for Indiana in November, if your county allows rifle hunting or whatever, you can hunt with a rifle from opening day of the rifle season until January 31st to fill that tag. So you get all the way to the end to fill, you know, your tag with a rifle, which is sometimes needed depending on pressure around here. seems like when gun comes in, those deer come out a little bit farther, you know, just out of bow range. Right. Uh, so that's what I really like about it as well. Um, it is hard hunting later in the year, but I think I'm picking up more and more on how those deer actually move later in the year, you know, towards, you know, start of January or yes, like last little bit of December through January 31st. I've, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and you know, it's more so I stopped going in the morning before the sun comes up. Cause you got to think too, you'll have snow and ice on the ground. You're making all kinds of noise coming in and mm-hmm. your stands are never close. So I, I wait till like nine, 10 o'clock where the sun's kind of beat it. And I can't tell you how much movement I've seen from that 11 to two that late in the season. Um, I know people don't get to hunt that that much, but they definitely change. At least what I've seen. Yeah. And up there in Fort Wayne, you get something that I don't necessarily get down here. Uh, and that's kind of like the lake effect snow. So you're probably getting way more snow than I am. I really don't do a whole lot of deer hunting in snow. Uh, mostly because, uh, when muzzleloader season hits or around the end of gun season, the beginning of muzzleloader, I kind of switch, uh, gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, I go from deer to ducks. I know you nice. can, I, I, I've seen some of your stuff that you kind of get on some birds too. And that can be a whole, uh, fun game in itself. Yeah. Uh, but hunting those easements off the, off the highways, man, I got to find me a spot to go. I would love to do it. I know some of those, uh, you know, I said urban or whatever, but it, like you said, is the deer re- reduction zones. Man, some of them urban spots, man, they got some absolute giants Dude, running around. They're, it's <laughs> sickening. I, I, my same buddy Colton, he, he's a manager of the greatest paint store in the nation, Sherwin Williams. And, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> he's got a store in downtown Fort Wayne, and he sent me a video, just this absolute slob walk in the back of his parking lot. Like, just, they're there. I mean, oh, they're man. all there, but, uh, yeah, finding there's an interactive map on the DNR website that you can look at and actually like zoom in on a place. What sucks is my house is actually one mile outside the, res, the oh. production zone. So I get screwed there, but it's all good. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, just another opportunity to go hunt something and, uh, you know, another, another deer that you can put in the freezer. Absolutely. You know, I heard you, you say that your uh, spot there was by a highway or one of your spots was by a highway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, hunting near uh, major highways like that, it, it's it's such different, you know, because uh, my neighbor uh, that I filmed quite a bit dur- throughout the season, uh, he has 90 acres that butts up to I-70. Um, okay. And the, the smells, 
the sounds, it's nope. just so much different. I mean, we could literally be sitting in the same tree, and I can't even hear what he's saying because yeah. all you're hearing is semis. And uh, they had a, um, a huge construction project uh, the last couple of years right here through the stretch of I-70, and uh, they, they would be halted basically on the highway. And, and it was like you could hear a pin drop in there. And he goes, dude, this is like the eeriest feeling ever being in here and being able to hear because it's just like wow. – and then then I kind of saw after the construction cleaned up and when we went in there, uh, even taking a couple does in there during youth season, uh, you know, m- me with the camera trying to film, all you can hear is the, the highway in the background. Yes. Uh, but w- with that kind of stuff, it can help you too. Like you said, a, a certain wind or something, hunting with your back to the highway, almost right up against the highway. Uh, them deer are using that, 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 like some of it has fencing even. Oh, yes. uh, they're using that, yes. that, that fence as, <laughs> a major highway <laughs> deer highway you know what i mean yeah we we love it uh like i said for those west winds we we sit right up against that highway and what's cool like you were mentioning they're used to all that movement you know so yeah. you you can get away with a lot what i'm still trying to process is how none of that bothers them but you break a branch or you you know you <laughs> right. pop a stand you know it's game over but uh yeah i love hunting back there towards the highway and like you said they just i mean it's like bare dirt on this one trail uh that we have up there in reduction zone where they're just walking right up i mean we're right up against the fence like the only thing that sucks is like winter time when all that foliage is off and stuff and you got that cold wind and then you got the cars shoving the cold wind but <laughs> yeah you definitely can't hear the deer coming which is crazy yeah uh but then you know you it's really weird when they come in it's like all that noise is just gone and you're just like so focused on it's crazy (laughs) like i I don't understand it but i love it absolutely um talk about some some scouting uh how do you approach uh scouting uh let's just let's go example on this one let's go summer scouting uh you know we're leading up into the season now uh how do you scout your your deer throughout the summer leading into early bow season uh do you want me to touch on the cams? Yeah, go ahead, man. We can okay. go cams on the same thing. So, which this might be kind of crazy. I don't know uh, how everybody feels about this, but uh, I I think less is more in the summer. Um, we go out there and we, we make micro food plots. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I mean micro, it might be like 30 yards long. By, a little kill, little kill spot. Oh, yeah. And we got a, we got a couple of those out this year, um, like I said, we which is pretty funny. This year, uh, I'm only running one camera on our main property, and I put it in one spot where I do mineral, and then we switch it to over by one of the stands that we hunt. Uh, so basically, from June to middle of August, we kind of get our intel on the bucks. And so we get a pretty good idea and then we move our stand to where, or not our stand, our camera to where we think they should be coming from just to kind of get more intel. Um, and last time I checked it, cause I let them sit for like a month or a month and a half at a time. We're like some guys, they check it every week or they run cell cams. I don't have cell cams. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I might be a little controversial on cameras, but you also, with the cameras, I feel like you can get a false sense of hope. Yeah, um, especially in the summer. 
especially in the summertime. But what seems to be happening is your frequent offenders that come in and stealing all your mineral and stuff. I, I, at least in my woods, what I've noticed is sometime during the season, you're going to see those guys, or you should, unless they die or they run off. But, uh, just with how the property works out here, uh, I know we have the good genetics. Uh, it's just a matter of when. So I don't get too heartbroken when, you know, I made my last card pull and I'm seeing does because we're in that transition period. I feel like we're, the, you know, like the, they're kind of sacking up, you know, getting the testosterone, breaking from groups. Uh, velvet, you know, is probably coming off. If it ain't all the way off already, uh, I don't know how it varies from you to me, but I know when it's time to hunt them, we don't have a chance with velvet. So yeah, not a chance. But uh, to be honest, my scouting is more done in the off season. Uh, when there's snow on the ground, I go into the thick of the thick, and you know I take my boys out there. They love seeing the trails and all that stuff because you get fresh footprints. I know it's at the end of the season. It doesn't. I mean, it can vary from what you're going to see in the fall. But again, I guess that that pre knowledge of of getting an idea of how your your woods works, uh, you kind of have a general idea of how things are going. What's crazy about this season, we do have a big major change that has happened to our area. The woods west of me was actually logged out. But and you know, I I almost cried when I when I seen them doing it. I was like heartbroken, you know, and because. Uh, at the time, nobody hunted it, and you know, my buddy's like, "Dude, it's gonna, it's gonna be fine. Look at all, look at all the stuff that's still knocked down and all this stuff. It's created so much more bedding. Like, usually when I put mineral out in the summer, it lasts me like a month. I, we had so many deer on camera, dude, that it was barely lasting a week and a half. Like, it just. So I think. It, it probably happened for the better. Uh, when we look at it now, there's just so much more foliage. And then, so you have that whole open area that's sunlight beaming through. And then they walk to our area where it's dark, thick, like it's thick over there. But like, I feel like it's dark, you know, like they have like another spot that they can come to and hide. And it's kind of like a transition point. I'm not hunting that big of uh, acreage out here. It used to be an old Christmas tree farm out front, which we don't nice. hunt. We leave it as bedding. Okay, so That's it's awesome. like it's thick as thick. You can all, there you used to be able to walk down every aisle, and now there's only two rows that I mow that you can walk down, and then my uncle mows the backside where they filter through to the corner of the field. Um, so we just hunt the hardwoods and swamp. Uh, we just leave up here alone, which is crazy. Sometimes you see deer up here. It's wild, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't really, I don't really do too much summer scouting because I just want to leave. Like we do all of our stand movement, uh, prep, and everything out there in the off season, like March. So we leave it alone. We'll come back in the summer, check up on it, or if like a major storm comes through, we'll go out there and make sure the straps are good. Like everything's set up right now to where. All we have to do is go up and clip in. That's it. So that's nice. This is the most prepared we've ever been all season, and I feel amazing about that. Uh, just everything's done, and we only go out there if we're checking uh, checking after storms. Um, 
like I said, I haven't been out there since the beginning of August, and I'm not pulling that trail cam until we go out there October 1st. That's awesome. It's crazy how that how that uh, what you said. You know, you, the most prepared you've ever been going into a season. That can give you some confidence. That can give you some a little bit of swagger going into oh, into dude. the season and give you a little bit of you know something to feel good about. You know, you know, in the last I'd say three or four or five years, I, I ran a lot of cameras in the summertime, and like you said, it gave me false hope. I, I was chasing ghosts when yep. it came to the fall. Uh, I've kind of learned my lesson a little bit. I have one camera out right now, and it's just a regular SD card camera. Um, Once season hits and I see what's going on, uh, I'm probably going to put a couple of my cell cams out. I do have a couple of those to work with. Um, And and that's basically just to help me throughout the – throughout the, uh, the, the pre-rut and the rut, figuring right. out where everybody's moving and what exactly is moving through there. Uh, but I think with me not running as many cameras in the summer, um, I think it's going to make it a little more exciting when it comes oh, to in the season. But, you know, I made the mistake last year. I, I honestly did. I shot my deer October 27th. Uh, I had a, or a, a SD card cam down in this bottom uh, where the deer went after I shot him, pulled the camera, three or four different deer on there that were bigger than the one I shot. Damn. You know, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, that's but, got you on the back end. But then again, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, it was an incredible experience on my own. I know, uh, like you mentioned in, uh, when we messaged him back and forth, you said that about 90% of the time that you hunt, uh, you're hunting with uh, with your buddy. Yep. Which, dude, how incredible is that? I I, I feel like My people, you know, take that, uh, you know, I'm hunting by myself. I don't need nobody with me type of thing. Uh, you know, but hunting with somebody, you know, I used to be that way. I, I never hunted with anybody. It was mostly like, hey, I'm going this way. You go that way. Yep. You know, we'll meet at the truck at dark. Uh, when, when I got the camera involved in, in filming and I get oh. to go with other people and experience all this stuff with a person and video it at the same time, dude, it's incredible. Really? Yeah. It, uh, you know, when I first brought him along, you know, you get these thoughts in your head where you're like, you know, that's double the scent. That's double, you know, I got to make sure he's walking slow. I got to make sure, you know, everything's good on his end and mine. And then you, you just get to a point where you, I know he's thinking the same thing I am to where, you know, some of these stands that we have set up, how we have them now, like most people run like two hang-ons or whatever. Right. We run a ladder stand out front and then mine's canted behind him, a hang-on. So gotcha. we have 360 view. So, and now we're not like, Hey, look, there's a deer or anything like that. Like just a little tap. <laughs> yeah. A little tap. Uh, and sometimes like, you know, if I hear him walking, he know like we're just we're on the same wavelength. Like it's just it's just it's crazy. I couldn't ask for a better friend. So uh don't be afraid to take your buddy out there and, yeah. and sit with you. And you know when he kills, I I feel like I feel like maybe I even get more excited than I do when I kill. It feels like we get it done, you know. We yeah. we we put in the work. We got up early, we got out there, and we got him killed. So that's that's how I feel. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, the last couple of years when, when it came to the whole filming thing, getting into that, we did the double, uh, the double lock-ons. Uh, they work for us. I mean, I'm, honestly, I, I've never had any complaint when it came to that. Uh, you know, we try to use cover the best we can with what's yeah. around us when we are setting up. That that, that does go through our, our hmm. mind when we're setting up uh, or picking a spot. Uh, but this year is going to be a little different. We can take those double sets and split them up because uh, uh, I got the saddle set up now. So if I'm filming you and you have a lock-on, uh, I can go up, stand on your lock-on, put my platform on the tree, Boom, I'm in the tree. Oh, yeah. Obviously, when I'm coming down, I take it all with me. Uh, but we don't have to have those double sets. So it's going to give us more opportunities throughout the season to, hey, dude, we've been seeing that buck in that middle of that pasture for, you know, four hunts in a row. Let's go down there. Let's put up, let's hang it on, let's hang and hunt tonight. You, we'll, we'll bring the sticks. You bring one of these lock ons. I'll hunt with the saddle. Let's, let's get it done tonight. I feel like yeah. when when you're rolling with the punches like that, on even with your equipment, you can get a lot of shit done that way. You know what it I mean? It, it, it's the best. Like like I said, at first we were unsure about it, but now it's just like second, second nature. You know, I'll come home from work on Friday. He's already here gearing up. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it's like, all right, we're going. Uh, oh, yeah. The only th- And that's what's crazy. The only time we split up, is is that opening weekend a gun you know hosted 100 yards away from me and i'm like let's divide and conquer you know it's and and it's it's pretty crazy um like i said he's he's a great friend uh you know with this being my property he he gives me first dibs and like if we're sitting together and that's just crazy he shoots a a crossbow i shoot a compound Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so he gives me first dibs, and I'm like, dude, if we ever break in cover, I'm like, I don't care what it is, put it down, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> completely okay with with all that, and uh, you know, he he, I guess, respects me enough to give me first dibs on what comes through. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of times we're like, you want to shoot that, or you want me, to, you know, there's that, <laughs> there's that doe right there, who you want it, and yeah, well, <laughs> it's a fun time, but uh, yeah, it's it's not strange now that we hunt together, so. Yeah, that's definitely. I feel more cool. crazy hunting alone now. That, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, me too. And that's when I killed last year. Uh, nobody could go. Oh, really? It was a. It was like a Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday last year, uh, middle of the week. Nobody could go. Everybody was tied up for the evening. I was just like, I'm fucking going. You know, yep. went out there and got it done by myself. Obviously, they helped me drag it out and all that kind of stuff but it was always it's always fun to go back to your roots you know uh-huh. when you're out there by yourself you know when your dad dropped you off at the bottom of the stand or or whatever the, your story might be but it's always fun to go back to just regular old school deer hunting in my opinion oh yeah well that even touched on like what you said about the cameras earlier uh there's something about like on our reduction zone we never ran cameras up there it was just like if, if that's the one that's the one so I, I completely get where you're coming from. Definitely. So I want to hear about you. You talked about hunting uh, some swamp bucks uh, yes. in the last couple of years. Talk about hunting these swamps. Well, that's what's crazy. So like this swamp bottom uh, back in like 2014, 2015, when I was pushing back there, you used to be able to walk around like crazy. The farmer redid the field tiles and flooded it. Now it's like waist deep, okay? And we'll, we'll late season goose hunt back there. Nice. Um, but yeah, so, uh, like I said, last year's kill wouldn't have happened if Colton didn't push me to go back there. Um, 
I waited until mid Okay, I hung the stand back there in July of last year, and there's a beat-down trail, and I'm like, dude, they're going to walk right in front of me, right in front of me, which I'm facing uphill now. So, like, I'm at the bottom with the water right behind my tree, and I'm I'm looking up on this bank, and there's a trail five yards in front of me. Um, I'm kind of... I'm kind of exposed, but like I said, I like to kind of play dangerous a little bit uh, <laughs> just because they're not expecting it. And I'm like, plus that stand's been sitting back there for months. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go back there until mid-October, and we had a lot of hit list bucks. And I'm like, dude, I know they're skirting us. So I waited for the right morning, went back there and early as hell. And I could start hearing things walking through the water, and that was just eerie. But uh, it was those deer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I sound like mac and cheese when you stir it, walking through that muck, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to walk up on the side of the bank, get up there, and I'm sure I wasn't that stealthy. But anyway, getting the stand, I'm looking back up towards uh, the, the hardwoods. And I have my bow in hand ready, just waiting, waiting on first sight. Because I'm like, dude, they got to come. They got to come. And all of a sudden, I hear something behind me at shooting light turn around and it's my number one buck oh man and he's at 25 yards and i'm trying to turn around he's out there in the water like he's walking in the swamp water which is waist deep but he it's only going up like half of his legs so it must be those pole legs they got <laughs> and you know he's walking back there i could never get a shot and then uh right before halloween the neighbor shot him and i couldn't be more oh, jacked for him but man i was sick to my stomach dude i bet can you imagine actually getting the shot off and trying to uh, blood trail it through the swamp <laughs> dude it would it would have been nuts but that's what's crazy that's the swamps at least the swamp that i'm hunting heavily uh it's all turned to like switchgrass kind of it's like a real reedy and they love it and i that's what's crazy what i've learned about you know especially going off of last season uh with the like i said the field tiles changed that whole swamp on how i approached it and they're using that swamp as a sanctuary because one if a predator goes through there they're going to hear all that splashing and and i don't see physically how a coyote is going to make it through that but i guess it's possible anything's possible uh every buck i encountered back there walking through the water the wind was at its back crazy i don't know yeah, that's so cool. I don't know if they were going more visual and off of their ears as well. Probably. Uh, but man, every, every time I sat back there, saw an absolute slammer. Uh, saw the buck that I shot opening day back there during bow season. And like I said, all these bucks we had on trail cam data, they were just playing the swamp and squirt, skirting us most of the season. And, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I can... Like I said, I can segue from there. Um, but, yeah, just swamp, swamps are real different to hunt. I, you got to be a lot more stealthy going in. Definitely helps with, like, a real heavy wind to cover up a lot of the noise you make because those muck boots walking through some of that <laughs> marshy stuff, dude, it's just like. Probably oh. damn near need some waders to go through. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I had if I had a nice set of hip waders I could, <laughs> or even a rowboat and get out there halfway, man, I, I know I'd get something. <laughs> that's awesome uh so uh last year you were uh fortunate enough to take uh the buck that's going to be in the uh the thumbnail for this episode uh that's, but you called him the clean eight no that that is my 2019 
Oh, 2019. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. You're good. No, that's my 2019 archery bug. That was that's uh, a slammer, but <laughs> that's a crazy story. I, Let's hear it. I can rip through that real quick for yeah. you. I don't want to waste all your time. Nah, you're uh, fine. You ain't wasting my time. Okay. Back up a few years. Um, that morning. Well, okay. So that I, I plowed. Uh, I plowed snow for the state of Indiana at the time, and that night we got called into work because there was ice. And so we were plowing all night, but they're like, Hey boys, I think it'll be early. You know, we'll get you guys out of here at seven o'clock or sooner. So I was texting my foreman. I was like, dude, it's the first frost. It's the first, like November 1st. <laughs> it's the first hard frost. You know, like I got to go. He's like, yeah, no problem. I understand. So I'm literally racing sunrise to get out to my stand. And so I, I parked the truck at home real quick, grab the clothes out of my truck I get dressed and I, I go back there and I'm it's like shooting light at least. Get up in my stand, I start rattling, and uh all of a sudden I see this buck come from the cornfield. He's walking straight to me, ears pinned back, he's all bristled up, he's a nine pointer, and he comes within within ten yards of me. Every time I go to pull back, my tree stand pops. Mm. And you know, couldn't get a shot on him real close. He goes out there to 40 yards. I stop him, and I was like, dude, I'm taking the shot. I take the shot, shoot right over his back. He ducked it, and uh, I, I was I was so pissed. I was like, dude, I just blew out this spot. You know, because he's blowing up a storm. Like, he's just blowing. Stomping. <laughs> and uh, so that night I had plans to go hunt with a buddy. I was like, I can't hunt my spot. Is there any way I can come? He's like, yeah, no problem. I'm driving to the stand in the evening. And he shoots me a text. He's like, hey, I totally forgot. It's my niece's birthday. Uh, we can't hunt it. And the way that property worked is he had to be there with me to hunt it. It was farmer permission. Uh, so I was like, shit. I was like, well, I don't know if anything's going to happen. I'm just going to whip it and go back. So I go back to the property it was that morning where I missed that nine-pointer. And... uh I get in the stand, you know, I'm like, there ain't no way this is going to happen, you know. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to aggressively call. So, you know, that, that evening, it gets down to the last hour, maybe, and I just start going at it with the horns. Uh, bashing them together, I got the grunt tube, I'm, I'm putting some, everything I got, I'm throwing a kitchen sink at this point. <laughs> and I go to set my antlers down on the stand, and I look over to my left and I just catch something out of the corner of my eye. And it was just like, it was like a cow with horns, dude. Like just, <laughs> you know, 35 yards, he's angling in towards me. And this is where it screwed me up. And like I said, I'm going to be transparent with you. So he's at 35 yards, cutting straight across. He's coming in front of my stand. Now I have the morning plane in my head. I'm like, well, I stopped the last one. I was like, man, I can't miss this one. This one's like twice as big, you know. And uh, so I come at full draw. He don't see me pull back or nothing. And you know how it is. Like, I really didn't slow down the situation and think. I thought he was walking straight across while he was angling in. So I pulled back on him. I got my 20-yard pin and uh, or whatever it was, 20, 30-yard pin and shoot an arrow, and it goes right over him. Oh man! <laughs> and he he just kind of does like a hurry up, and then he just keeps trotting, ears pinned back, bristled up, just like the buck in the morning. 
And I'm like, Jake, you just messed this up twice in one day. I was like, how are you? Like, what are you, what are you going to do now? And he's walking out to the, the corner of the cornfield. And so I'm like, well, I got these antlers. Pick up my antlers. I start bashing them together again. He comes barreling through the edge of that tree line like a Mack truck, like just breaking things, just run straight through it. Now he's directly downwind of me. And he's on the trail about, mm, I don't know, again, 20 to 30 yards, nose up in the air, licking his nose. And I'm like, I'm like holding my breath now. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, don't (laughs) let anything out, dude. Don't let anything out. Sure enough, he comes walking down this trail. Thank you, Grandpa. He uh, (laughs) he comes walking down this trail, comes out to a bend at 25 yards. I'm on him, and I let the arrow fly. And to this day, I still don't know what happened. (laughs) I'm assuming assuming I hit a a twig or something I did not see. The arrow just kicked down like this, went straight through the spine, and he, he just fucking bleeds out there on the trail. Oh wow! Uh, I got I got super lucky with that deer. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be transparent with you. That's what happened. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe it was meant to be because you know I tell everybody that story and they're like, "There's no way you called him in twice." There's no, and I'm like, "It happened." I don't know. He's on my wall. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no kidding. That's a wild story, especially for him to come back after you hit the hit the horns again. You know, I've never really had much luck when it comes to uh, rattling or anything like that. I, I I wish where I hunted was more like that, but it's the stuff that I'm hunting is more uh, open ag with uh, you know smaller sets of woods here and there. Uh, just doesn't really pan out like that. I want to be in a situation where I could Dude. maybe throw the horns together once or twice and see something come barreling through the woods. But where I'm at, it doesn't really happen that way. Well, it's crazy because it's kind of this this woods has kind of transitioned since then. Uh, can't I haven't really had much luck lately out here calling them in. But my reduction zone, dude, it, it's you got a grunt tube and something that sounds like antlers you're in the game like they will come in i can't tell you how many times last year i called bucks in um nothing crazy uh like i said i was holding out for that bonus tag you know i was trying to shoot something decent but uh yeah i I go at i start you know mid-october i start tickling them and then as it goes on i kind of get a little bit more aggressive but that's how i rattle yeah I know a lot of people that do, and they have luck with it. That's not something I've never, never really had luck with it. Um, I I have rattled in some before, but it's kind of few and far between sort of thing. Like there's a, I'd say from that 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 Halloween weekend to uh, right before our gun season, I'll I'll mess with it like every other sit maybe, or yeah, maybe yeah. just an evening sit if I feel like something could be in the area and maybe get its attention sort of thing, but. Uh, you know, that is fun messing with it. Like, uh, I grunted one in, uh, one of the biggest deer I've ever seen, uh, while I've been hunting, uh, grunted him in and my cousin shot him, uh, on camera about 130 inch deer. Damn. We didn't, we didn't end up finding it, but, uh, it was still, still cool. I still don't know how we didn't find that deer, how it didn't die. Uh, it's on video. Uh, he smokes this deer about 18 yards. Uh, it's wild because when we saw him go up this ridge, I grunted and he turned and he like looked and I'm like, Oh, we got his attention. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden he just disappeared. But what we what we didn't know is he went down and around. Oh boy. Uh, right and behind us. We didn't even hear him come in. Yep. Uh and right you can see it right on camera, right before he shoots him, the buck turns and every hair on the back of that buck's neck is standing up. He's on edge, ready to whoop somebody, but oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's that's another fun thing when it comes to uh, having a camera in your hands. You can, uh, you know, tell somebody. You know, you may go back to your buddies and be like, dude, I just seen the biggest nine-pointer I've ever seen in my life. You come through, ears pinned back, ready to whoop somebody, and they're like, yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, you know I bet you mean? did. <laughs> like, no, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I, I learned, too, about that rattling is as soon as I'm done with my sequence, I'm picking my bow up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly be ready for it for sure that and that donut can my, my buddy's <laughs> my buddy has killed more deer off that primo's donut can than i can count i mean <laughs> dude, that thing he's got the holy grail uh there's a guy on uh youtube uh have bow will travel i believe is his uh youtube okay. name you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. that dude uses that can more than anybody i've ever seen dude, in my life don't knock it you oh, i'm watched, not knocking it by any means you watch that uh you ever watch that spongebob where they got the magic conch yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. our magic conch, that little Primo's can. That's awesome. Just man. do what it says. But uh no, I'll I'll get into that uh that buck from last year in the swamp if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I sent you the buck of twenty nineteen because that was my biggest. So I Oh, that's a nice <laughs> buck, man, for sure. But uh no, so like I said, uh really early in the year in July, hung that stand, waited certain times to go in there. And what's crazy is the night before opening day, we kind of had like a little party out here with some buddies and we, we did a podcast and I, I told him, I was like, I just got that feeling. I'm going to lay one down in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome. And I told my wife before bed, I was like, I'm going to kill one tomorrow morning. I just know. So wake up that morning, my buddy, he drives over and like, I'm already geared up. I've had a coffee. I've had, <laughs> I've had my, uh, thrive energy pills. Like I'm ready to go and he's getting dressed. I'm like, come on, come on. Like I'm ready to go. And, uh, so I told him, I was like, Hey, if we're going to do this and you want me to sit back there, I got to go early because it's going to take a time. Well, like I said, that morning, the good Lord must've blessed me because there was, it was like sideways winds of like 20 plus miles an hour blowing away from the bedding. And, uh, I mean, I was completely silent going in, like, at least I thought, um, get up in the stand it starts sleeting, you know, and, uh, here's something walk right behind me to my ladder, turn around real quick. It was a coyote. Not many guns were going off that morning. And, uh, then all of a sudden we started hearing gunshots and it sounded like they were getting closer and closer and closer. I text my buddy and I'm like, dude, I, I gotta go so bad. And he's like, what, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I gotta drop one. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no. And, uh, so I'm over here debating in my head. I was like, if I climb down out of this stand, I'm, I'm going to get busted. I just feel it. I've been here all morning. It's like almost nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I got to figure out something else. So I, I don't want to get too graphic, but <laughs> I, I fish my pants through my harness. Okay. <laughs> and I, I straight up call of duty airstrike in the swamp water. Okay. <laughs> I take, awesome. I wish I had a GoPro dude. And <laughs> I, I literally take my, my foot out of my boot, take off my extra sock, 
do the business, <laughs> throw the sock out there in the swamp water. You know, I don't want that again. No. And and no, I'm dead, a dead ass. And so <laughs> and so I'm up to, I'm I'm I got my jacket off, I got my rifle laden in front of me. I had my deer legal Glock on my side cuz I wanted to shoot a doe with that really bad. I just really cool. bad. So anyway, pulling up my pants and I'm trying to buckle it and I look to my right and I see antlers and I see this deer looking at me and I'm like, "Oh hell no." This thing's like 30 some yards away. And I thought he was looking at me and he like disappears behind this tree right at the water in the bank. And I'm like, do I shoot him with the Glock or do I shoot him with the rifle? And as soon as I seen him disappear, I grab my rifle, cock it, and I'm aiming towards the West. And I'm like, please Lord, just let him step out. Just let him step out. Sure enough, here he comes and he's, well, he, he's going away, kind of. And he turns to the right. He's angled up on the bank, complete broadside. It's like 35 yards at this point, I'm guessing. And I shoot him with my 308. And all of a sudden, I hear my, my phone go, and my buddy's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, dude, I just got done taking the dump, and I, <laughs> I shot this monster. And I call him. I'm like, dude, he's a monster. I was like, if you see him come out of these briars, I was like, put another one in him. Let's, let's get him dead, you know? Because I – you know, it's so wet. I can't hear crashing. I don't hear anything. And I look over back at my shot where I thought I shot him. and notice there was this big tree that was laying down on the path they walked across. So I don't know if he saw that. It was like, I'm just going to turn around and go up and in the honeysuckle, you know. Um, so I was like, you stay in your tree. I'm going to get down, go after him, try to get on some blood. And uh, found the site. And I see it, you know, obviously it's going through the honeysuckle and I don't know if you've ever tried to go through honeysuckle. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fun. So <laughs> basically, uh, I was on my stomach pushing my rifle in front of me, crawling through his blood trail and he did like a big loop to my stand. Uh, I found him. I called him. I was like, dude, I got him, but I need your help. He's like, all right, how big is he? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I should have shot him. And <laughs> so anyway, I'm covered in blood. I look like I just got out of a, a damn war movie or something. <laughs> he gets over to me. He's like, that's the eight. I'm like, yeah, it is. We, we got him dead. And, uh, you know, from that moment on, we were we were cracking beers. And like I said, we hauled it back up there to the Deer Widows party. And it was just, it was next level. Like, oh, couldn't. yeah. So yeah, uh, like I said, when I kill, something crazy happens. So just <laughs> be <awesome>. ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so uh, for 2022, uh, what's your season goals for deer season? Uh, my season goal, I would like to tag out completely, uh, just based off of how my kids are going through deer meat, like they are now. Um, yeah, I want to tag out, but. I guess my like super high goal would be 28 or 2019. Um, I'd really like to do it with my bow. The last two years I've shot my buck with rifles. Uh, just haven't got it done with the bow, which is crazy because I put in hell of time. Um, so yeah, I'd really like to pass the score of that buck I shot last year or 2019. Sorry. And uh, we have two bucks on camera right now that might be close to doing it, or at least 
uh, getting up there close to them. That's awesome, man. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully get it done. And I like your idea of this, uh, this tailgate talk. So, uh, throughout the, throughout the year, this, this year, if you get a, uh, an evening where you're free or something, and you just want to talk some deer hunting, we could, uh, throw like a weekly series together. Just talk about what, how, uh, how our hunts have been going and kind of team up and, you know, put that all out on social and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm down. And, and that's, what's cool with, you know, doing it with buddies and, stuff around here is you can kind of compare you know maybe out in this county they're having rutting activity but over here we're not having it so maybe you down there you're seeing it yeah. we're not seeing it or vice versa right so i don't know i whatever we can do to help each other on uh deer woods and yeah, yeah i'm down cool. for sure well uh I appreciate you coming on, man. It's fun. Another person that I've met off the old TikTok on here yes, and sure. uh, another Indiana guy. It's always fun to connect with other Indiana folks, especially with throwing this uh, public land hunt together this year. It'd be kind of cool to meet everybody and everything like that. But uh, tell everybody where they can find uh, you and uh, Blue Collar Whitetails on social media. Uh, so we have an Instagram page, Facebook, TikTok, um like i said we're partnered up with bucks of indiana and rackaholic outdoors if you guys need cover sense um bucks of indiana you know you shoot a buck or sometimes even a doe uh people post up on there you know share your kill everybody's happy about it and it's just really neat to see where these slobs are coming from oh absolutely and they're they're coming from every which direction Uh, you can follow uh, Blue River Bow Hunting. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Go Wild. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just about anywhere there's uh, social media content to be had, you can find us on there. Uh, give us a rate and review on our podcast. Let us know what you think of the show. If you like it, if you didn't like it, we'd like to know. But uh, you guys have a good uh, rest of your week, and uh, we'll be back again here next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem, buddy.